Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tune Review YouTube channel. And uh, can I just apologize straight away for my lighting? Uh, one of them on this side isn't working at the minute. The Wi-Fi is not picking it up. Uh, so I'm a little bit sort of in the uh, sort of, I don't know what you'd call that, a kind of glow. Dark. Dark kind of glow. Shadows. Shadows, yes, I am in the shadows. Mm. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the review of the Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle United nil. Uh, game, um, Billy. I imagine that was kind of weird to commentate on. First of all, <clears throat> it was hard work. It was very hard work. Mm. Um, um, we didn't really get going at all in the game. I thought we huffed and puffed. Um, I thought we were very. We looked very tired towards the end. Uh, obviously, three games um, in six games. It took it out of us. Uh, there was no doubt about that. But um, look, we've got a major talking point. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll come on to that. We'll go through a few comments first, just so everyone can get revved up, I think, because uh, obviously there's a lot going to be said on it. Um, it was, well, I mean, we'll come on to it. I like coffee, said they should interview the referees after the game. I wonder what the referee told Trippier after the goal was disallowed. Um, I think he said, sorry, the big six are so scared of Newcastle. They've instructed us to use VR to make sure you don't get into Europe. Um, Shane says it needs dealing with because that was a joke and to be honest uh, I don't get why Eddie didn't come out and shout even the slightest pissed off very strange um, Daniela did get a surprise at how Eddie you know how calm he was but this is Eddie Howe isn't it he doesn't get rattled he doesn't get emotional in front of the camera um, obviously the other way you know you've got the flip side with David Moyes after what happened at West Ham and Chelsea um, but you know Eddie would rather stay calm wouldn't he and, but sometimes you just wish he'd just go for it. Yeah, I think he's he's the ultimate professional, so I don't think you'll ever get to that point. I mean, mm. don't get us wrong. If it continues in the way it's been, go it has happened in in the future. Then no doubt, at some point, he would get to that point. Um, but you know, I, I'm lost for words. Really, I, I mean, how many more times does this have to happen? Well, I, I, I mean, Tom says there every bad decisions. Game, every yep. game. Bad decisions have cost us two points at Brighton, mm -hmm. potentially two points at Wolves, three points at Liverpool and two points yesterday. Uh, nine points lost already, which would see us on 16 points and put us top of the league. I mean, that's quite a stat. Stato? It is indeed. Um, it's They're never going to change it, give us anything back retrospectively, which is, which is the problem with this. Mm. Um, and it's it's big teams who have not had any issue with it and it's it's teams challenging that are getting shafted it's teams like brighton today which was mm -hmm. also an absolute disgrace mm -hmm. west ham and us specifically teams that are, are, are doing very well in building and progressing their clubs to try and break into that sort of zone um and it's it's it, it, people say there are a lot of people saying it's it's purely down to um the officials and the use of var and the technology but it's it's highly suspicious that it's it's Brighton, West Ham, us, Villa. The the specific teams they're they're not fighting relegation. Some of them have had any teams starts, that are threatening the but, big boys or yeah, and, and everybody the that's League been intent in trying to break from sort of sixth to tenth. Anybody potentially dangerous, yeah, has had a, has been shafted in the last month. Mm. Um, and it's it's of course they're they're bringing it on themselves. Um, it probably is just match officials being very subpar, but they're not helping themselves um, no. by being this bad. 
Uh, Zishan, thank you for your 899 Super Chat. He says, uh, VAR equals very amateur refereeing. Uh, I haven't been this angry in a long time. Really proud of the players. Uh, but what can they do when the whole effing Premier League are against them? It's a disgrace. I mean, Billy, um, I've seen a lot of people on social media and uh, coming out against what Tuchel and Vieira said and said, look, can they not just see, just turn around and say, oh, I didn't see it or whatever? Um, because they cannot possibly agree with them decisions yesterday. Vieira, that's an embarrassment for me, what he came mm-hmm. out and said after the game. It was a foul. It was a clear push on our keeper. No, it fucking wasn't. Oh, my God. You know, and this doesn't help Billy, does it? Because, you know, everybody's trying to get VAR right. But Alan Shearer summed it up perfectly, Billy, on Match of the Day last night when he said it's not VAR that's the problem. It's the people using it. It's the numbnuts behind the cameras that are looking at this and determining the foul. And I know you picked up on it earlier today when it said about the inexperienced referee being overruled by an experienced referee uh, on VAR yesterday. And it was it, because originally he gave the goal. It was bullied. He was bullied. He was bullied into making that decision. He sh- and, yeah. and Lee Mason showed him every angle apart from the one that was the one that mattered, mm-hmm. where, which was one from this side of the goal where you clearly saw Tyreek Mitchell push Joe Willock into their goalkeeper. He didn't see that angle, which is disgraceful. Now, this is the second time in six days Lee Mason has fucked us over. Let's mm-hmm. not forget, he, he did this last Sunday as well when Sean Longstaff clearly had his shirt tugged in the area, a blatant penalty each day and every day. Um, with every game since the first game of the season, we've had a VAR decision go against us. Now, we had one go in our favour against Man City where Trippier got a wood red card. It was rescinded to yellow. But in the same game, uh, Fabian Shaw was clearly bundled over in the box by, by John Stones in the back. So in mm-hmm. every single game since that first game, we've had a VAR decision go against us. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure it's the people yeah. behind the behind the VAR cameras. It's the people that's instructing them what to say and what to do when they're behind the VAR cameras. For I me, mean, though, I, I... It, sorry, for me, it's the, it's the decision-making and how long it's taken. So <clears> if, it, if it's clear and obvious, then that's the rule, that it has to be clear and obvious. Why is it taking four and a half minutes? Why is it taking the VAR to have a look at it? And then they, they hand it back to the referee and say, go That's, that's Brighton today. Brighton. Like, McAllister the scored hell? the goal of his life. McAllister's goal today. Oh, absolutely. And they took Max's, it away from him. It's you know. just awful. And the fact is, um, you know, I don't even think Connor Cody's goal was offside, by the way, for Everton. I, I, I cannot, I cannot, I've seen that a few times. A guy in front of me at the football yesterday said, oh, it was, it was definitely offside. I've seen it numerous times. And I, how the hell can you give that offside? It, it, well, and the, and the Villa one as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's four, you know, five, six. Blew his whistle. And it, that was not even, that wasn't even close to being offside. No, it the Villa one. The, the was, referee, yeah, he was no, no near offside. The had no right. And he blew goal. for a free kick. Same as the unwon goal against Man City. What was he flagging there for? Yeah. Why? It's, it it is a disgrace. Offside. It is. Um, Michael, thank you very much, Michael Marsden. Seventeen ninety nine super chats. Hope you're well today, buddy. Um, thank you so much. Hi, Paul, Daniel, Billy, and Alex. Hope you're all well. Uh, Ian Fleming, thanks for your five quid super chat. He says, "Hi guys, the keeper made some good saves." But Lee Mason should not be in charge of a TV remote, never mind VAR. And Steve McMurchie, thank you very much for becoming a member of the Members Club on the Toon Review. Uh, welcome to the uh, family, my friend. Um, now, Nathan E. Gaiman says here, even in all good news, the Premiership are going to look into the decisions. For me, that's Pointless. bullshit. It's bollocks. And do you know why? Because the Premier League are always reactive and never proactive. When anything goes wrong, they then came or so, oh, we'll look into it, we'll put it right, we'll do this, we'll do that. Bullshit. You know, get this system right. Get the bloody... 
bubbleheads that are using it to actually understand the game and actually see what's going wrong. Now, I'm sorry, but a lot of other Premier League clubs, West Ham included, have have now joined us in thinking that there is something going on here with the, you know, oh, I have light. Um, hello. Um, <laughs> that's what. I, that was very Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. <laughs> Hello, children. Wow, how is that? Oh, Billy, what's going on? Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, I had, a, I had a power cut in this house for about four hours yesterday, and I think everything's still trying to recover and uh, reprogram itself. But never mind. Um, I think now, Danielle, other clubs are picking up onto this now, and they're actually seeing that something is going on, and it seems to be the big six are getting all these decisions their way, and it, it's been clear and obvious for weeks now. Mm -hmm. 100% and I think welcome to the party we've been mm -hmm. here for 18 months um, we know all about the cartel and the, the kind of the behaviour that's going on I'm not usually one for for this kind of thing I think in terms of the rules are rules aren't they so surely yeah. everybody plays by the same but clearly it's not the case but you know it, it makes me think come, come May time are we going to be looking at being a couple of points away from Europe and looking back on these games and saying mm. hang on like this has cost us massively um. Yeah, I, I I don't see the point in the Premier League looking into it. I mean, what's going to happen as a result? What is the outcome going well, to be? Exactly. What is going to happen? Absolutely nothing. nothing. They can do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. and, and and as Tom's just stipulated there, how many points Newcastle United have already lost this season? Absolutely. And it, it's a disgrace. Um, Harry does make a good point as well, though. He says, "Hey guys, annoying about the VAR, but in my opinion, we should have won the game anyway. Absolutely. We wasted too many chances and should mm -hmm. have killed the game off early yeah. on. Now, of course." Mm -hmm. We had that chance from Isak very early on. Um, you know, he, 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 he ran through. We tried to chip it over the goalkeeper. He should have placed it. But listen, I've got nothing against Isak. I mean, look, it's his second game in the Premier League. Uh, it was a big moment. He's still a kid. He was running towards the goal. And, you know, it, he thought, oh, I get the feeling that he wanted to score like a fancy goal in front of the Gallagher straight away. But um, it I'm didn't sure happen. That was as easy as people give it. I think that was a much harder shot than people seem to realise. Well, Listen, as much as we, you know, go and uh, just how irate we are. I, I can check the XG for that shot specifically yeah. and tell you whether it was a good chance or not. But I think the, 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 the Palace goalkeeper was, was probably a low XG, yeah. but the fact of the matter is he ran from the halfway line and didn't make his mind at what he was going to do until yeah. the goalkeeper was upon him. It's as if, I mean, I've said on a few people's channels that I went on, I think he had too long. He had too long to think about it rather than instinctive, which he yeah. clearly is an instinctive striker. Um but, Andy Cole was like that. Andy Cole did, yeah, did exactly the same yeah. thing. He's he was terrible at one on ones, and he's, he's but better with beating one or two and then booting it. Whereas yeah, if yeah. he's got nobody in front of him, he's like, oh god. Yeah, and he's, but, what he's thinking about is the finish, and he, and he can't make his mind yeah. up what to do. But listen, I, I, would, I would like to say that the, the you know the Palace keeper had a hell of a game yesterday. I mean, he was brilliant. Um, that's uh, I didn't realize that how good that save was from Botman's header in the second half. By the way, uh, from the corner. Um, which if Joel Linton had just been a bit quicker, he would have got on and, and tapped that in uh, rather than the defender get there. But what a save that was. And he, he made a couple more that I didn't realise. But Nick Pope made some good ones as well. Let's and not apart forget from, that. In terms of the Crystal Palace keeper, apart from the time that he lay on the floor, like he'd been shot until the goal was disallowed and then got up mm. as if he'd like suddenly got a spring in his step. Like, yeah. outrageous. But yeah. anyway, I'm still a bit and very, very angry. So... Well, a lot of fans are, and I think I think um, the fact is, fans have had enough. 
they've had enough. I mean, that West Ham decision was appalling as well. Um, you know, and and again, it was for me, it was the goalkeeper that swayed that decision. Mendy goes down like that, and he's rolling around as if he's been poleaxed. He had he got a clip on the shoulder because the you know, to be fair, um, I can't remember who it was that jumped over him. Um, but he he slightly caught him. He was trying to get out the way of having a big collision, and and everybody just wanted to get on with the game. Um, you know, even the Chelsea players didn't even react to it and say, "Oh, hey, hey, there's a foul there." Um, I don't and know I just think so... so many teams have done out of points. It's so interruptive, though, isn't it? Like you score a goal mm. and you kind of celebrate because well, you know what's coming. That. Yeah, and you're, you're standing around for two or three minutes, and then you're mm. like. This should all be happening in the background. This shouldn't be such a big yeah. thing every time there's, there's there's any kind of decision to be made. And mm. I just think it's appalling. It, for me, it's taking the love out of it. It's just really mm. taking the enjoyment because as soon yeah. as that goal goes in, you're like looking, yeah. saying, what's happening? Mm. You're not the first one to say that, Danielle, mm. to be honest. I've seen loads of people commenting that on social media and um, you know, ringing up radio stations. and it Just very, very fed up of, of, of the enjoyment being taken out of it, especially scoring a goal. You know that euphoria when your team scores and then you suddenly see it come up on the board, VAR, and you're thinking, oh, they're going to do something here to screw mm-hmm. us. I mean, mm-hmm. Alex, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of people saying it's taken the, the, you know, the fun out of the game now. Yeah, well, it, it is. It completely is because unless you're, unless you're in a phase of play, like like open play, possibly not even in a transition, because then there's the there's the potential for an offside. If just somebody picks up the ball and boots a wonder goal with no lines, no passes, then maybe you can instinctively celebrate. But everything else beyond that, set pieces, uh, balls behind lines. You're never gonna, you know, it's always gonna be checked, and for 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 lines or for tugs or pushes, fouls, it's always gonna get checked, and it is it is starting to really ruin the game. Mm. I um, I turned I turned the Brighton game off earlier, um, and I don't well, I don't. Turn I was games listening off. to that on the radio because I've been out with Susan and the kids this afternoon, and uh, I was listening to it in the car on the radio, and and you just knew when he scored that goal, and then the the commentator said, oh. It's gonna be it's gonna be taken away from him here. Um, the, but the issue you know. is, is it's exactly what Daniel said a minute ago. It took three. It took nearly four minutes to yeah. assess that, which yeah. means it's not clear and obvious. Which means it's a goal. So they mm-hmm. are getting it wrong with their own definition and their own rules. Yeah, and it's absolutely that's 100% I, the case. That's 100% I've never. The case. I I very rarely turn matches off. I don't. I I know there's going to be a lot of people who don't like this, but I hate it when people leave stadiums early, turn yeah, matches off early. I will stay till the last dying moment because mm-hmm. because of that's just how football is. How yeah. many games have we played where we've scored in the ninety fifth, sixth, seventh minute? Yeah. I stay till the end, and I I just after McAllister's goal was disallowed, I was like, nah. I went through this yesterday. I'm not doing this again. Don't mm. want to watch it anymore. I'll, yeah. do I'll give else. you an example of how the how the F in the Premier League have effed up the rules. Now this season we've been we've been told that referees have to be more lenient when there's contact between players, mm-hmm. and by and by they have. You know, we've been that's a foul, but it isn't because it's just mm-hmm. it's general coming together. Today, the same thing happened uh, at Man United versus Arsenal, where Ericsson was kind of contact with, with Odegaard. Mm-hmm. Arsenal then went and scored. Uh, and then this kind of thing that's not that's supposed to be brought in about being lenient is mm-hmm. taken out of it when a goal scored. Mm-hmm. It's absolute nonsense, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, they're lenient in open play, but then Unless if it goes in the net, <laughs> they go back and be like, ooh. Was it too absolute much? Absolute bollocks. It's absolute yeah. bollocks. It's a complete hash of the rules. Yeah. 
Uh, Spike Milligan, thank you for your 20 quid super chat. He says, if only the clubs would get together and threaten legal action if the Premier League don't sort it out. Um, Look, it doesn't sure benefit all, though. It doesn't it benefit doesn't. all. No. That's the problem. And, and you, you, you Can I just, just mention that Isaac shot? I brought it up. So that mm -hmm. specific shot was yep. 0 0.09. So 0 0.09 XG from that shot. So that is based on other people who take shots from similar positions when they're through on goal. So not many people score that. It's basically 1 in 10 in that position. It mm -hmm. feels great in the stadium or when you watch it on telly, it looks like it's going to go in. But it's far harder to score that than people recognise. So that only that only goes in ten percent of the ten percent of the time, and that's based on, you know, hundreds of situations in exactly the same position trying that same thing. So you talk about the specific chip or the fact, yeah, or, 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 well, or all of it. They'll factor in the chip, the position, the position of the goalkeeper, the position of the defenders. It will factor in all of it and give it a, an expected goals value based on how many chances have been in a very similar situation. Um, so typically, that will get scored ten percent of the time. I, th you... I think you should be higher than that because I think a, a very, very good striker will either go around the goalkeeper or slip it one way or the other, if I'm perfectly honest. That's, that's why goal scorers are expensive because people clinical enough to, to hit that one in 10. Absolutely. People like Jamie Vardy and, you know, Wilson's when he's fit. They're, they're, there's not that many around. You know, Danny Ings had a few seasons where he was putting them away. There's not that, that many who aren't very expensive floating around, to be honest. Yeah. Look, he well, is expensive. Isak will miss chances. Yeah. <laughs> he'll miss chances. He will because he's but that kind of player. What about all the other shots we had though that we couldn't put away? Like exactly, exactly. Oh, I've got, I've got a cluster. Of, I will show you yeah. later. There's, there's. We had twenty shots inside the box. Proper yeah. few. Oh, I can't even believe it. Uh, Ian Fleming, thank you for your five pound super chat. Uh, do you guys think that ex players should be used in VAR? Of course I do. But it depends. Someone who knows what they're doing to be obvious for me. Well, yeah. okay, who they are. I've had a few yeah, sure. players, and it, it, could sure. it go, you know I mean? yeah, it could it go one way, you know, former players. I don't think so. I think their former are. clubs. Exactly, and it's not just mm. that. It's it's, it's the, the the ramifications of the game they're doing via one good for good benefit of former clubs. So mm. I think it's hard to kind of ensure neutrality amongst former mm. players. How does it work so well overseas though? Lord knows, there's no, there's no corruption ever. So. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, look, it works perfectly. <laughs> well, there some, but... but yeah, but it comes down to the referees being utter turnbuckle bollocks shite. I don't know what. I, I mean, I've said you know, I've said many names for officials, but it, I just don't understand um, how they get how they can even the referees that are looking at the screens. I do not understand how they can get such blatant things wrong. Um, well, just, we've just got to scrap it at this point. We've just got to scrap it because it's not working. I, I, I loved VAR as an idea. The concept mm -hmm. of everything is right or wrong is brilliant, but it doesn't. It's not. It's just not working. It's not yeah. working. It just needs because to be scrapped. They're scrutinizing maybe we can revisit too much. Exactly. When he's looking right. at the screen, what's being said in his ear? Well, that was clear, Billy. From from what Billy said, you know, he's he's been influenced by Lee Mason, who was. Uh, experienced referee this guy's oh, only shit. refereed seven premier league games broadcasters agree with you broadcasters said the same so it's not just us saying he mm. was lent on if he's all right the referee yeah. that's it if he's if he's if he's at that standard where he's fine to referee that game lee mason the, the, the thing is he's the referee he is Correct. the referee in charge of that game lee he's mason is, to, is there to advise him on var right not tell him he's wrong he should have looked at that that Whatever Lee Mason said to him, he looks at that screen, and if he was shown the proper angle, 
he would have seen that it was a terrible push on Willock because he hadn't. I mean, that was dangerous at the end it's of the goal day. Or it's a penalty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's dangerous towards his own keeper, the way he pushed him. Um, and, and then obviously it rebounded back off the same Palace player into the net, which which was a perfect act of karma in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, he he pushes him, tried to cheat. It's the ball. Goes the, the in supporting the net. factor of that is the fact that we've got people who don't like us as a club coming mm. out and like Richard Keyes and Michael Owen have both come out and said, "Oh, yeah, that's not right." Yeah. So it's it's gone so far because they can't that see them as any other thing. Yeah. Because it it's would just so be black and white. Excuse the pun that they yeah. literally can't say anything but the truth. Everybody's come I out think, and said, "You know, Tuchel and Vieira need to have a good look everyone. in the mirror and should be ashamed of what they said." Even look Edwards. Yes, but the fact well. of the matter, the last the last batch of referees have just retired, and when they were refereeing, they were awful as referees. Mm-hmm. Why would they suddenly become masters of of, of justice when they sit on the camera? Well, by the way, the, the Masons, one referee the I will say a big well done to is Michael Oliver, Oliver. Absolutely. because he went to the screen, but he didn't change his mind. He he, he gave a penalty. VAR told him to look at it again because of the the distance it was. But listen, I think it was apparently the Forest player put his arms out to block the ball. Simple as that. And See, I don't if, mind him changing the decision if it's right. <laughs> it's just yeah, but he's for me, his it's guns, about Alex, right that's or what wrong. I mean. Um, and that should have happened in our game yesterday, where the referee should have said, "Sorry, I'm right. I'm going to give the goal." End of story. Yeah, because he wasn't if he'd sure. Given if he's the goal, got to he would have been six a, times. Yeah, yeah, but he would have given 100%. a massive pat on the back to him and said, "Well done." Um, you know, a lot of pundits would have come out and said, "Well done to the referee because he was proved right. There was no foul." And it, it, it just, it's shit, man. It really is. It, yeah. it's Leeds, Leeds had one. Leeds had a Stonewall penalty ever turned down against Oh, Leeds. that was it. Well, I mean, they should have had a <laughs> free kick sent off. for the oh, shirt pull. Oh, and yeah, then... I, do, I do have a point on that, by the way, because I lent heavily into this last week. Yeah. Marsh got sent to the stands. Um, Jurgen Klopp, yeah. four, four outbursts, <laughs> yeah. which, which caused the, the bench ruckus after the game. That wouldn't, that, that argument between the benches doesn't happen if Klopp gets punished appropriately Indeed. as it's happening in real time yeah. for his four outbursts. Why yeah. does Marsh get punished for for what effectively it, it's a joke? It's and that that's the fourth official. So that's because it's that's Leeds, beyond, it's not Liverpool. Simple as that. But that's beyond VAR and referee. We've actually mm. got into a new topic of the fourth official's crap as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's what's next? Like we've we've done linesman, VAR, ref fourth official there ain't many of them left that that aren't making mistakes it's i think they've got to, i think they've got to possibly look at you know saying right let's get referees in from abroad now because the, the english ones i send the english ones abroad to learn to, to get to, but then to at the same and... time what you've got to think about what's going to happen between now and then well exactly do you know what i'd do i'd get the, the good refs that we've had in this country and we used to slag them off when they refereed obviously but the, the david ellery's the graham poles the mm. mark holses the keith hackett's and mm-hmm. get people of that ilk in the VAR booth because they only retire because of fitness. They haven't got to be fit to watch a TV screen. Absolutely, hundred percent agree with you, Billy. Uh, Francisco, thank you very much. Uh, absolutely, the sexiest voice on radio. There's no doubt about that. Uh, thank you for your five dollars super chat. He says, "I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, but on the stream I saw VAR was only showing the ref one frame, the front one, not the one with the foul. Shameful. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Exactly. Now you have to ask yourself though, and this is another big thing. Why? Was the referee not shown that angle? But the, you know what the answer to that question is? The referee should actually be asking because if he's shown the right angle, that's a goal. Well, yeah. Does Lee Mason know that if he shows him that angle, he's got to give the goal? Oh, and yeah. is there something against Newcastle? Well, they said getting... they were wrong. The PGMLO <laughs> have come out and said that they it was it was incorrect. They've come out and said that. 
But where's our where's our two points? Give yeah, us two exactly. extra points. Yeah, where's give, the points give, we've lost so far? Give this them an season. own goal. Give Botman an assist. Mm. It's all no, your, apologies. Is on your fancy team by any chance, Alex? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in mine. Uh, he's I'm in mine. So yeah, uh, I could do with him getting an assist. Um, Lewis is good evening, guys. Currently on route back to uh, on route to Middlesbrough. Coming back from Cardiff after the. The wrestling, it was sick. Yeah, dog. sick to be fair. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Godfather says these officials are testing our resolve. Uh, yeah, Colin said said it before, uh, and I'll say it again. Rob, five times consecutive weeks now. Mm. Uh, could have been sat at the top of the table on a healthy amount of points. Uh, good evening, Nathan. Uh, Steve says, uh, evening all, VR and refereeing decisions, could it get any worse? Yes, uh, it probably could. Well, uh, we'll find out peeps, next Sunday, won't we? Uh, yeah. Uh, VAR, the first one, still has me pissed off. The second he sat goal against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Zishan, thank you for another £4.49 super chat, my friend. Uh, he says, either scrap VAR or let the referee on the pitch make the VAR decision. They've got the screens where they check. Leave it to the ref. That's not a bad idea. Because when we first were talking about VAR, remember, we, we, we were just talking about why, why don't they just have screens that the referee can go and look on? Why does somebody need to look at other screens in another place. You know, if there's any doubt, you know, go and have a look on the screen. Takes him two seconds. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. We're away again. Give, uh, the, give the managers three VAR checks per game. Then if, they, if, they, if, they, if they're wrong, they lose it. If they get the right, they keep it. Yeah. Doing cricket. It's got, so, something's got to happen. Something has to happen. Uh, Alex showing off his tidy background. Indeed, his studio is starting to take face uh, mm. with the Newcastle banner up there. Looking good. Uh, and another shit show from the ref and VAR. And says, VAR and ref are disgrace. That's five points lost to VAR. Um, Stato was great on the True Faith podcast. Uh, indeed, that's where he, uh, he moonlights. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, watched match of the day, disgraceful. Mike up the refs. They do it in the women's Yeah, league. Louis. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I want to hear the full conversation of what's going on from both sides. Get it yeah, out in it the once. open. They did it once with David Ellery and the language was that I remember that, yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> but listen, they do it in cricket, they do it in rugby, yeah. etc. Why can't they do it in football? Why can't we hear that conversation between VAR and the referee? There is, you wonder why we can't. We won't hmm. hear any bad language because the players are told to step back. Yeah. So put the, put the mic on the referee and let the public hear what is being said between VAR studio and the referee at pitch side. Because I tell you something, something fishy was done yesterday. I've no doubt about it. Something fishy was done at the uh, West Ham game as well. The Brighton game. Everything. Make yeah. the buggers up and let us hear it. The players would soon learn as well. Because if, if they get told, if, if a mic picks up you swearing, you're off. They'll quickly learn. They will, mm-hmm. they will stop swearing near the ref because they'll be off the pitch. It, it, it will be a really funny first couple of weeks as there's a million red cards, but they will very quickly just stop swearing. I mean, look, we've said it a million times over that we, things have to change. Uh, now, you know, whether they do or whether they don't, I think we, we, we are going to do a separate show on this, aren't we? I think... Um, um, yeah, I've already that, started digging out the... Yeah, possibly we're going to do that tomorrow it. night because um, obviously there's no transfer show. Um so we might do that one tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. Um, if we move on a bit to the game itself, uh, the team selection for me was a bit of a strange one, I have to say. Uh, there's the team from yesterday. We went with Pope, Trippier, Cher, Botman, Target. 
Longstaff, Willock, Joe Linton, Fraser, Almiron, Isak. Uh, I had a major problem with Fraser starting um, simply because of what Alex has spoke about in the past. He offers nothing. Look, the guy can run. I'm, I'm not saying anything against the guy's effort, the way he, his work rate, etc. But there is no product there. There is no product. And for me, he should have had uh, Young Anderson on from the start. Um, he came on after 70 minutes and, you know, he was outstanding. Um, but the one big pickle I have with it yesterday is bringing Miggy off for Murphy. I agree. Um, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah, I am sick of it. I am really sick bad. of it happening now. Um, oh. Alex's studio's falling to pieces. Uh, <laughs> you need some stronger blue tack there, buddy. I mean, um, that proves it's not a, you know, not a green screen fake. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but look, Miggy, Miggy is a confidence player. And, and Danielle, we spoke about this after the game. Uh, yeah. You know, Miggy is a confidence player. And he's been full of confidence at the start of this season. And then all of a sudden, every single game is dragged off for the same player. The same player who comes on and never makes a difference, never does anything, is not good enough. And you could see poor Miggy yesterday he when raging. he came off, he, he, was, was, he was foaming. Mm -hmm. Because he was having, he was the best player on the pitch yesterday for me. His work rate was excellent. His passing, his movement, it was all good. He hit the he had, it, he had it all for me. He was yeah. he was fast. He was getting on his bike. He was moving. He had his chest stuck out when he was running. I was impressed. Mm. Like he, he's full of passion. Like you know, really made a difference. I, I just thought, what the hell is this? When the, the substitute was made, substitution was made, and I seen Ryan Fraser, and I thought, what on earth is happening? Yeah, like why mm. are you doing it? Why? Mm. I mean, you know listen, I love Eddie Howe. I'm I'm not having a pop. I'm really not having a pop at him. But Look, at the same time, I'm allowed to disagree with. I saw a dissenting voice in the crowd yesterday. There were lots of head shaking, lots of people not happy. Yeah, not when that substitute was made, when the substitution mm. was made, Billy, it was clear that the crowd weren't happy yeah. because there were there was sort of it was that kind of. Um, not booing, but just the kind of surprise. You could hear the, the surprise in people's voices. It seemed to um, be like a mass. What, yeah, what, it was. And then obviously they started clapping because the clapping Miggy's performance. Mm. Um, and and I whoop, and there it goes. Uh, and <laughs> and I did <laughs> see, um, you know, mm. I, Miggy just shaking his head, and I, I did see it's gone. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did see a lot of people really frustrated with it. Mm. And the bottom line is. Doing that is going to knock poor Miggy's confidence because Miggy will be thinking, right, I'm having the game of my life here and he's still pulling us off. And there was nothing from Murphy again. Uh, nothing from Fraser. No. I mean, yeah, Alex, I, I think the opposite of you about Fraser, to be fair. I think he's got an end product. I think he's got a good shot and a good cross. I just don't think he's got it in him to get into the yeah, positions that's what I mean. anymore. There was no um, great product from oh, yeah, him yesterday. Okay. Fair enough, yeah. And, uh, I just, you know... There's no his link doubt up's predictable, ability. poor, his pace is yeah. slower. I, he's still a very good player. He's just not quite still got it. He's not got enough for the Premier League, in my opinion, at the moment, or at least mm. not against the calibre of opposition we've been playing in the, this month. Um, and, and Murphy, I agree the same. I think I think I don't think Miggy was quite as good as we've said. I think he was very decent. Um, I don't know, Alex. I, I, I was really happy with you know, I've been now. We were I missing mean, midfielders. Again, all, uh, yeah. Like we are, nothing... and there's, there's no build-up play. Longstaff, for me, holy shit. Um, yeah, the difference is Bruno. Is We've seen a million times how Bruno and Miggy link up um, to do things in the final third, and he's Miggy's not got that player to give him little intricate dinks through. How many times was it run out of play for Miggy yesterday? Somebody would p play him in, mm -hmm. and the ball was over-hit or under-hit. Miggy was trying to fish on nothing. Yeah, um, great. It was quite poor. 
Um, I mean, it, you know, the, the fact is, though, he was he was pro- he, he was dangerous yesterday. I mean, he hit the post. Um, he, he was he was linking up or trying to link up with a lot of players, including, you know, I mean, Longstaff. Jesus, I mean, you know, the thing about Longstaff is, and I said this to the guys sitting in, around us in the stadium. You know, when you look at Wednesday night and you see that little dink he played through for Isak, he had an opportunity to play a couple of them in the second half, and he just kicked the ball out of play. He just he got robbed on the edge of the box as well because yeah. he took too long. And he, he, he was, was slow shame. there. Um, so, you know, we, we listen, at the end of the day, we know we know where we stand with our players. We we, we know who's got it and who hasn't. Um, Kamal says, sorry, guys, but quick run straight off the bat. It's not about VAR. How the hell are people going after Isak on social media already? Oh, Seriously. Because they're not supporters, Kamal. They're not fans. They don't know the game. Just ignore mm. them, bud. They just think it's pig shit, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, um Isak, I mean, this is the thing. People people who don't know football or aren't proper fans will not have seen what he did in the second half. You know, there was numerous mm. balls that he put through that had we had the likes of Maxi or Wilson or somebody mm-hmm. on the pitch who who is the same level as Isak and switched on brain football and brain-wise to see what he was playing. Did you see the ball he played to Willick on the outside of his boot yeah. to Willick and him, the keeper made pass. a good save? Mm. Brilliant run from Willick as well, it has to be said. Yeah. Brilliant pass through, but he did it a couple of times with Longstaff and Longstaff stood there like a donkey eating here. Yeah. So, he tried to do a know, couple of quick one-twos and they just weren't on the same page, were they? Absolutely. So, you know, it's just pathetic. Pathetic. Uh, Alex, you have a, a little bit of a graphic for us. There you go. Yeah, so... Oh, am I zoomed in enough? Yeah, I am. Is so that this is our average... at the goal, Alex? <laughs> no, this is the average <laughs> positions of everybody on the pitch. So ignore, ignore the numbers for Palace yeah. players. This is just 1 to 11. But this is our average position. So... You can see that we are far further up the pitch than they are. They're they're somewhat banked in their own half. We've arguably only got two players in our half, whereas they've got pretty much all of theirs. So this was mm. the average position of everybody throughout the game. Uh, and you can see the game plan here was either try and release Willock. And, and Willock's literally just sandwiched in between Miggy and Trippier here. The game plan was a bit wonky. It was Longstaff sit and be Shelby, and he's not Shelby. Um and it was Trippier trying to either release Will- Willock and Almiron on funny runs, or they were playing cross balls out out here, mm-hmm. doing kind of what we talked about last year when we had um, Chris Wood sort of over here with Joe Linton and Maxi. They were trying to do that again. And the the problem is here is we got no Maxi and no Bruno, um, and it was very one dimensional. It was either we try and do do it down this wing with Miggy and maybe Willock appears somewhere. And he did a couple of times because he, he got a few good attacks. Um, or we switch it over to this side and try and play it through that way. That's mm-hmm. it. From open play, that's all we were doing. Occasionally, Willock would get free or Isak would get free. But beyond that, it was so, so predictable. Even though this is a very positive, very positive average, average kind of position, you can see that we're a lot more aggressive and dominant. We had 52% possession, but we you can see we really miss it. If this is Bruno and then and then Fraser is Maxi, this suddenly becomes, this will look different and then Maxi will get a lot more service and it will provide a lot more for us. I know people don't like his ball hogging, but the fact he constantly gets it here in this area, mm. um, it's just way more options. And then Bruno being here is going to be a lot tidier than Longstaff. We'll likely play a few more key passes per game, you know, a cross or two it just automatically gives us different ways of breaking teams down because we just couldn't break them down. Um, well, arguably, we did win the game. but um, And then if you actually have a look at the stats that I was mentioning, 
So there's our expected goals there. If I zoom Can in on zoom it a little bit, yeah, look at there. the look at the expected goals for us. 2.83 xg mm. to their one. So that game could have, should have, would have, whatever. Three one in theory for xg. Um, we should have won that game. Again, another one we should have won. Um, we actually had, if I can find it, uh, I think we had. Ah, these these are all the shots. So this is the shot I just told you about. This is so this is the 0.9 xg from his from his little funny shot. I think the highest quality chance we had was a Joe Linton inside. Oh, there you go. Willocks was it was a 0.24. Oh, that was a big miss. Isaks was a 0.32 from a set piece. So it even tells you if it's from a set piece. So Joe Linton from a, from a corner was a 0.2. Just so much, so so much here. Um, and if we scroll down, 20 shots inside the box. 20. <coughs> that is outrageous. Um, it is beyond me how we've not won that game. And well, that, been... highlights, that highlights that, you know, d- despite VAR, etc., that highlights the fact that we... We should have we were, won that we game. We were well, our chances yesterday. If, if how, many know, those created, how many of those shots were created, though, and, and all, all come from shot set pieces? Because it seems to me like most of them... Potentially a lot of them, yeah. I mean, this is what I was just going to say. If we ignore the VAR, and let's just talk about the general football and us, I'm still disappointed by how little we're scoring from set pieces because we get a mm. lot of set pieces. Corners yeah. and free kicks, we get a million of them. We've got some of the biggest lads in the Prem, and we got a 2, two XG from set plays. We gotta be scoring some more of these. Do you know um, who doesn't make an impact from 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 set pieces? Which you know, when he signed, we all thought what, he would. Burn Dan Burn. Yeah, I mean, he 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 contributed to a couple of um, set pieces very early on, like the mm-hmm. Bruno magic heel flick was was a burn header back across goal. But yeah, burn at the back post isn't working at all because it's wow. very very obvious where it's going. Uh, mm. Botman looks far more likely to score at the moment mm. from set pieces. I'm surprised he's not scored, to be fair. Um, and this is where, you know, he's not as good as the other two at doing the rest of the game, but this is where Lascelles is better. That This is one of his strengths, is he can score from set pieces. He normally scores three or four goals a season because yeah. um, he's in the place at the right time and he's good at attacking the ball in the box. So, yeah, uh, arguably, if we're going to have all this controversial stuff, we've got to learn how to put some of our chances away a bit more. We, we need to see games out mm-hmm. two, three, four, nil. We need our big hitters back. And then the controversy, if we're 3-0 up, it doesn't matter if VAR message like screws us over because mm. we'll be 3-0 up. Oh, the disallowed one. Okay, we're still 2-0 up. You know, we just need to be better because yeah. we're not going to get any... We're not. It's not going to go neutral. We're just mm. going to have to play as well as we can. Um, yeah. Uh, Jordy Mick, thank you for your £5 super chat. And he ha- he says, brilliant as always, guys. Uh, I hope you're recovering well, Jordy Mick. Uh, I know you've been in hospital, so I hope you're recovering well, buddy. I think um, he's home now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, I like coffee says, could Paul and the panel see the VAR replay properly at the game on the big screen? They only played one replay um, yeah. after the decision was made. Um, it wasn't the angle that saw the, the, the push, um, but everybody looked at it and saw Willock flying through the air. We knew fine well he'd been pushed. Uh, that's why mm-hmm. there was a, a huge groan and a, an uproar when we saw the replay. Um it was a, it was look it was just a disgraceful. I could barely see because I was in the Melbourne corner, like the the very back of the Melbourne. Mm. But um, yeah, I could see from the reaction of everybody else. Mind that. But well, the live pic the live picture showed it four or five times, but every mm-hmm. angle I said it right. there and then yeah. it was a blatant push on mm-hmm. Willow, a blatant push. Yeah, uh, Beat says we have to be more clinical with our finishing, but we were robbed. The referee should have stuck by his decision. Uh, it was more the experienced Nobley Mason that pressured the inexperienced into uh, 
require. So, it, I mean, you know, uh, would like to see how a bit more angry with the decision. Three or four games now on the wrong side of bad decisions, like a mafia-type control with the traditional top six teams. Uh, VAR ruining football, not helping. I just, um, think, I don't think Eddie Howe's that kind of manager. Mm. And it I won't help him either. It won't no. help him anyway. I mean, we, yeah. we were always told, even managing some of the league, don't like go against the referees because they will come down on you in further games. I mean, we're not, we're not getting any decisions anyway, so I don't see what difference it makes. But, well, the game's I mean, gone, hasn't it? I mean, there's no exactly. point if he's ranting and raving. And, uh, you know, I understand, you know, in the situation that, that, that David Moyes was as well, um, you know, that that was whether West Ham get a point or not out yeah, of that last game. Minute, and the last minute um, as well, so, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was it was still very, very raw. Um, you know, hours happened a bit earlier on in the game and things had calmed down by the end of the game. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's all aligned with the same thing you know i mean what the hell are the referees doing what are they seeing there's, there's one question you have to ask and that is how did lee mason see that yesterday as a foul when he didn't see the pull on uh, sean longstaff's shirt last week as a foul mm. simple question it's their own rules tripping themselves up again no because i think it, i think in terms <clears> of the shape pull I, th- I was watching the ref watch on monday and they were saying that it has to be a persistent pull on a shirt mm. so what classes is persistent like, how long does the shirt have to be pulled before it brushes the exactly. rule? Like, well, the thing is, it, it, it put Sean off, didn't it? it put, the, the pull on well, the it, shirt, it was, yeah, because it was it was a persistent shirt pull, mm. so it was that's it. Like, for God's sake, well, we, we haven't we've missed one topic, um, the time wasting, oh. the oh. lack of consistency between oh. the Liverpool game. I, I said last week, if they maintain that sort of you know, officiating with the timekeeping beyond the Liverpool game, then fine, we, we can shut up because at least they've been consistent with it. And we won't, we, a few days later, they've changed it. They, they've gone back to not adding on enough and not, not respecting the... It's like, it's one or the other. You can't have it both ways. It's not, it's not just that, it's, it's not just that. It's that one Liverpool game, the way they've done it. Because Dean Henderson did it for how long in the first game of the season? Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing yeah. happened. And, and Greta should have had a yellow card. Exactly. He, I don't understand why the goalkeepers are not getting punished for that. And specifically well, in the rules, you do have six seconds to get rid of the ball. Mm. I understand it's a it's a it's a soft. But well, the thing is, as well, with uh, it, with but... re- with regards to the injury time, even yesterday, right? George in front of me. Whenever there's injury time, he puts uh, the stopwatch on his uh, on his phone. We okay? do. So mm-hmm. anyway, he starts the stopwatch uh, when extra time starts. I think what, what there was five minutes yesterday. Yeah. Um, and. The, the Crystal Palace player goes down injured, okay? So what George did was he stopped the stopwatch, right, when the injury happened and didn't start it again until play started, right? How long do you think he played of the five minutes of actual game time? About three and a half minutes or so. Three minutes. Three minutes and 40. Mm. Right? Wow. Now, where is the consistency here? Because I don't think enough has been brought up about that either, but that's obviously a very different subject. But why did he not play the full five minutes, which we were told that is why the extra time went on at Liverpool, right? Because of the injury to Pope, that's why he played the extra three minutes, even though Pope was only down for like 90 seconds or whatever it was. Why, three days later, does he only play three minutes and 40 seconds of a five-minute injury time? Um, and bear in mind, it's a minimum of five minutes, yeah. not a maximum. It's a minimum, and he didn't play it. So, Liverpool where the hell is the consistency, Billy? 
well, there is consistency. It's just that one game where they did didn't do it, mm. and that's the Liverpool one. And it's come again. It's gone against us. <laughs> well, it's always you couldn't make us. it up, could you? You couldn't make I mean, it up. It, it really is. I mean, it's 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 always against us. It, it it's just. And, you know, it, it's strange now because you're not seeing as many people, uh, certainly on Twitter, etc., coming at the Newcastle fans saying, oh, you're always whinging. Because it's a group of fans now who have noticed yeah. this happening, uh, you know, not just with Newcastle United, but with their teams as well. When they seem to be going up against, let's just class it as the Super League teams. If You know what I mean? Um, so, for me, it's, it's, it's bollocks. I felt really and- sorry for West Ham. Oh, yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, you know, Corne scores a cracking goal and then he celebrates, um, you know, with the fans and everything. And and that's the thing as well. The players celebrating with the fans, you know, the camaraderie there between fans and players. And then, you know, 90 seconds later to five minutes later, it's taken away from you. And there's the, the, it's just, it's spoiling football. Football has been ruined by this. Um, and we all thought that VAR coming in would be a good thing. Uh, it's not. It hasn't worked out that way. It's a bad thing, in my opinion. It is spoiling the game that we love to go and watch. You know, when you score a goal now, you don't know whether just to sit down and wait till they have made the decision and then get up and cheer if it gives the goal. It, it's it's ridiculous. Don't be surprised, by the way, if West Ham get theirs levelled up next Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, VAR at Old Trafford goes for them. Rashford goal against Liverpool was offside today. I don't think it was. No, it's saying the one against Liverpool was Liverpool now today with a foul on. on oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just have to look back to where Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool were and where they are now. It's a corrupt network. Uh, Tom says offside was introduced to stop goal hanging. It was meant to be clear and obvious. The current system where you can be offside by a finger is stupid. The whole exactly. player needs to be entirely offside. I you shouldn't agree. need to be getting all these lines out. You shouldn't be getting yeah. all of the. It's either offside or it's not. It's clear or it's not. And if it's not, then the, yeah. the, the, the player who's got that ball gets the advantage and gets the decision because it's not clear and obvious. Mm. If there's it... daylight between the two players, However, offside. Man. But there's even more. This is how bad we've everybody's been officiating this weekend. Nobody, we, we've yet to talk about Van Dyke should have been sent off for a red, uh, and, yes. and Reese James kicking out uh, Michelle Antonio, like scratching his stud boots across his hip as he walks over and shunting into him. So that's Van Dyke and Reese James red cards for, for top two, top four, well, top six teams haven't got it. Um, so it's beyond even what we've mentioned so far is is two two Champions League teams not getting players sent off when they should have been. That's mm. that's even more. So they they got about including the McAllister thing. I, I don't know if there was anything went wrong in the less and well it, no that was the that was the game. It mm. must it must be at least double figures errors. Must at least ten. Like well, it, I, I got a surprise when Shearer and Murphy said that, that it was just a yellow, just for for Van Dyke. Uh, I mean, it I'm was a red sure. card think, all day long. I think, it, I think it was similar to Shah, to be honest. I yeah, think, well, I, I said Shah should, should have gone off as well. Uh, I agree, Billy. I, I think it was a red as well. Um, you know, it was. It, it could have broke his leg, to be fair. I think um, both yellows, if I'm perfectly honest. Both yellows? Mm-hmm. Oh, Billy, Billy. I do. I, I, I thought it was going for the ball. Slipping in, Paul. No, no maliciousness in it, I don't think. And the same with Shah last week. But I, I don't know. Opinion. Look, it's all a load of tosh, right? It, That's well, the yeah, it It's is. a load of tosh. And no by the way, talking of the Liverpool-Everton game, as much as I hate to say this, right, but how good was Pickford yesterday? Outstanding. 
Oh, he was. I, I mean, you know what? I hate the guy. I hate the guy with a passion. But wow, he, he made some tremendous. And how good was Nick game. Pope yesterday? Well, he was brilliant. I've already oh, said that. I'm, yeah. um, I'm ready for Southgate, and he's crap. I tell you now, I'm done with this World Cup. I'm telling you now, if he doesn't put Nick Pope at number one, I am he telling would. you now. You know I, got, I got a promotion. I got a Twitter promotion through today, and it came. Or was it yesterday? And it came up with um, their favourite food choices of the England team, and it came up with Pickford. Tyrone Mings and Ben White. I'm like, they're not three three lions. Like Pickford's got the caps, but the, oh my god, they, they couldn't have got three better England players, could they? Christ. Yeah, yeah. I don't care uh, what they eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. They're all shite. <laughs> uh, Paul says, "Remember that Everton game a while ago? Uh, they said the same thing and sent an apology to Everton. Uh, here we are again with the same problem. It's simply not working." Uh, Francisco, thank you for another $5 super chat, my man. He says, would you be in favour of the affected teams protesting in the form of not playing, especially televised games, uh, and do it right before game time? No. Uh, I think it would end up more against the teams that did it. They'll just be fined okay. and, and deducted points for not playing the game. Uh, we know that that's... Listen, the Premier League would probably love that, especially if it was someone like Newcastle. And if we didn't, you know, we then turned around a minute before the game said, now we're not playing it in protest against VAR, they'd hammer us with a points deduction. Um, but for me, lot... from a professional body, it's anti-competitive for me. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see in court. Where's Nick DeMarco? Bring him in. We'll do it again. No mm. bother. Well, as her game two representative for Newcastle United, Danielle, get yourself it's, in there. It's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. I can't even. So don't bother issuing any apologies. Oh, we're really sorry. Because, like, is that going to get rid of Europe? Is it in May? I don't think so. Mm. And it's uh, no it's coincidence good. that the team that, that looks likely to drop out of the top six or was Manchester United, again, mm. the most decision go their way. Mm. Yeah. And Ch Chelsea with the second most in current, current form, mm. you get the second most. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Stiff Gator says they, seem, they say these things average out over a season uh, but I would like to know at the end of the season whether statistical evidence is to suggest that is true correct uh, it, it isn't true it's just bullshit that, that, that phrase even now at the bullshit. end of the season how many games are we in now six yeah six games so when's it Five when's it going to even out exactly it used to before VAR but not now yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll not get them points back. Um, oh. Alison Ray, thank you. Welcome to Members Club. Thank you for your continued support of the channel. Uh, welcome to the family, Alison. Um, Vieira made himself a bit of a tit yesterday with his comments. Uh, why didn't he just be a man and admit that his team got lucky on that occasion? Unbelievable. Yeah, he could have said that. He could have but said, he, look, we, we, got the, we, got, we got lucky there. And, yeah, and, I, could and, I could understand why he hasn't, but at the same time... I don't understand why he's come out and said it was a foul. What you should have said is, oh, I don't, I don't know, I didn't see, or something a little, with a little edge of class, but yet he's choosing to join the Jurgen Klopp school of idiocy. And... I think you have, to, you have to remember who his mentor is. Yeah. Mr. Wenger. Fair play. I did not see it. I was pissing by the door. <laughs> I was looking at the Madonna with the big boobies. Uh, you know, just oh, yeah. Hello. Alex, more stats for us. Uh, yeah. So just we haven't looked at players, so I just thought I'd bring up people. Who Can you zoom that in, boy? Thank you. Cheers, so boy. Kieran Trippier, for me, was the best player on the pitch for us yesterday. I think his delivery was a lot better. We just didn't put it, in, didn't put anything away. Um, few that didn't beat the first man, which was a shame, but. Um, yeah, absolutely outrageous in terms of uh, six key passes. Oh, I mean, two or three is is very good. So six is is 
is double very good. And whatever adjective you've got for that is just outstanding. So six key passes is phenomenal. Eight mm. crosses, four long balls. So, and you can see by his heat map here, which depending on if we were on the ball or off the ball, where he was standing essentially based on, you know. So he was integral for for everything. He was taking all the set pieces. He was trying to do either play play players in down his own wing or switch it off to the other side. Um, four ground duels won. Um, he won us two fouls as well, a couple of clearances. Uh, and he's the last few games, he's, he's using his teammates better to compensate for his sort of loss of pace. Um, mm. We mentioned this last week about him using Miggy and, and trying to shepherd correctly. Um, and he's, he's tidying up his game a little bit. He's identifying, he's clearly, maybe it's the coaching staff or him or a bit of both, but they're clearly identifying he's got issues in his game. And instead of being having a big ego about it, they're fixing it. And it's very impressive. Um, and again, another good captain's display. So mm. huge from him. And it's no shock to see Nick Pope with a, with a nine there, statistically absolutely outrageous. Um, with his nine saves, five inside the box. Um only three out of one long ball, so it shows you didn't he didn't have much much work to do. They didn't threaten us very often, mm. not as much as not as much as it seems. Uh, and then we can have a look at Isak as the last one because why not? Uh, um, Francisco's asked if you can put uh, put Miggy's on for, for us to have on? a look at as well. Yeah. where's Miggy? There he is. So Miggy with a funny little heat map, so you can see what I meant about helping Trippier. You can see his little little heat map there. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of successful dribbles, hit the woodwork once, missed a big chance, none on target. But, you know, I mean, it, it's I, I always hate the fact that people class hit, hitting the post or the crossbar as off target. I mean, yeah. technically it is, but I think... When, when uh, people, I am with you on that, yeah. Yeah, when people be like, oh, you've had no shots on target. But if you've hit the post three or four times, that's still good quality in my opinion. It's just, it's, it's inches, literally. Um, yeah, four out of five duels, very, very tidy. Won a free kick. None of the crosses came off, but I don't think there was enough movement in and around. It just, he, he, I think he missed he missed some other players. Um, having mm. Maxi on the opposite side takes a lot of pressure off him because he's got somebody better than him on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas he was he had to kind of step up and be the man. And then he didn't have very good midfield link-up play. No Bruno. Joe Linton was quite busy sorting out the other side. Uh, Willock, him and Willock worked a few times, um, but it, was, it just wasn't enough. Just not enough creativity in the midfield, and and missing having a, a better quality left wing. Um, Fraser's just not not as good as Maxi at this point. He's just not. Um, but yeah, there was one instance yesterday where there was one instance yesterday where Miggy was in the box, and I was screaming at him to come and cut inside like he always does, and and curve one into the far corner. But mm-hmm. on this one occasion, he decided to go to the byline and try and cross with his right foot, and I was cursing him for it. <laughs> the one time yeah, I wanted to just cut in, he didn't do it. I was, Wounded. And Isak did okay. I mean, it's starved of service, in my opinion. Um, yeah. As as we've mentioned before, he's not he's not as good as in the air as people think. He, he's tall, but one out of five ground duel, uh, aerial jewels, and not as many ground either. He's he's still he's still growing. He's still a baby, so we'll, we'll mm. give him some time. Uh, but two shots on target, didn't quite get any dribbles. A couple of big chances missed. A key pass. Wasn't wasn't really the game for him. I think he's the sort of player that needs. Oh, it's refreshed. Well, we're finished anyway. Um, he's the sort of player that needs a Maxi and a Bruno around him. He had that Sociedad. He had um, Kubo next to him. A lot of fancy movement in recent months. Um, 
he needs movement around him. He can't do it all himself. He tried. Late on in that game, he was trying to do one-twos and little passing movements, and people just weren't on the same page. He needs other movement around him to drag other players in different positions. He can't just pick, He's not Maxi. He can't just run at people and beat three. Um, mm. We need movement. We need intelligent players. And with our injuries, we just... It's not good enough. What did you guys make of um, Zaha yesterday? Because at least three times he went down when he wasn't even touched. Uh, and again, nothing. he wasn't even warned by the referee on no card for simulation. Um, Billy Eula noticed it on the, on the watch along, I guess. Yep, there was one instance where I actually said, ha, 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 ha. He hit the deck more than Michael Jackson used He to. tripped over his foot once. <laughs> he tried to be fancy, didn't he? In the, I think it was in the second half. Yeah. Um, and sort of, sort of backheeled the ball through his own legs and he caught his own leg and went down. And, and the referee, the referee saw it. <laughs> uh, and uh, we have play on. I said Friday night that you get either one of two Zahars. You get the one that wants to referee the game or the one that can tear you apart. And we got the first one yesterday. Luckily mm-hmm. for us. I thought it was awful, and I thought the diving around was symptomatic of a general play. I just thought he didn't do anything. Didn't do anything well, at all. Every time I've seen Zaha play live, he has never ever turned it on. <laughs> I've got I've got a point about him and Palace, by the way. Do you yeah. guys remember the Palace game we played at the back end of last season, where we won it, but they were quite good. They brought on their subs and stuff. Second half, they looked a lot stronger. They were, you know, they matched us. We were quite, you know, we had to really dig in. They were a good side. Didn't feel like that yesterday. I felt like we were well and truly the better side for the 90 mm-hmm. minutes. Wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't scared. Yeah, Confident we could win that game. So the difference in just a few months, still missing some of our best players with Wilson, Bruno, Maxi, we look like the better side. And that's that's only a few months difference. Um, mm-hmm. So we've definitely improved when you, when you measure it from sort of team to team. We're definitely looking better and growing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Kenneth, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll allow Kenneth the caps lock. Uh, he's, he's a good guy, is Kenneth. Uh, 57 years ago, and I'm getting that... Well, I think he's 57 years old. Uh, and I'm getting that fed up of VAR. I'm not that bothered about going to the games. Uh, and as I said, it would still happen uh, and that lots of fans will stop going to games. Uh, you know what? You have to agree with that because um, even uh, Ian, uh, Ian from Toon Trader yesterday, you know... Yeah, he came and got his shirt yesterday, and uh, um, you know he was on the vlog uh, with his son, little Tommy. Uh, and he said um, he sent us a message today, apologising for not coming round to, to see us after the game, because Tommy was so upset at the goal not being given. Mm. And you know, it, it, that's the kind of effect it has, Danielle. You know, when mm-hmm. kids are there watching the game, and then we score, and the the kids won't understand, thinking, you know, why has that not been given? And it's taken away a really good win for us. Absolutely. I think after the game yesterday, when we got at our taxi home, our taxi driver had been to the game with mm-hmm. his grandson, and he said that he had to get his missus to come and pick his grandson up from the match because he was that upset. Um, felt like he'd ruined his day, ruined his day. Um, which you can get. I mean, you know, ruined my day. <laughs> like it ruined everyone's day, like yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's unacceptable. But you know, I, maybe we'll it needs a mass, a mass fans boycott one weekend. Just don't go. Just well, don't go. people people have been suggesting that, but is that you know a mass fans boycott? Is that does that have a negative effect on the players? You know, when the fans don't turn up, it, it's that not the players' fault. These decisions lose ticket sales. You know. It's Premier League, they affect the Premier League more when they're seeing their product going going abroad to 
all these countries and there's empty stadiums. Or well, maybe when England play, don't go. Simple England as that, play. you know? Yeah. yeah. Don't go at the England games. Well, and, I'm definitely and, and not going to Southgate through. picks them losers. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, I like coffee says, is there a probability of match fixing happening in the Premier League right now? I really Distinct hope possibility. not. Distinct possibility, I'd say. Yeah, I, I hope not. I really hope not. But you, you have to quit. You know, we shouldn't even be bringing this up. We shouldn't even have to ask these questions. You know, you guys out there should not have to ask questions like that. You know, do you think there's a possibility of match fixing and things like that? But when you see ludicrous decisions like we saw yesterday, the mind will wander and the mind will start asking, you know, it's what more than it's ever on? been. People have started a change.org petition. People are trying to spread the Premier League is corrupt all over social media. Mm-hmm. And it's not just our fan base. This is Everton. This is West Ham. This is the worst I've ever seen it. Everybody's really fed up with it. Like How, how, how many went against the perceived top six this weekend? I'm going to say six to ten. Six to ten, let's say. Mm-hmm. Let's say it. But they always cover the tracks but by slinging one in for, for Leeds, Brentford, for instance. So they pick Premier League and say, "Oh, it's not cool. We did. We made an ever there look." The vast majority but, of them will get four big six teams. Yeah, and and the thing is, right? What really gets me is, it's not difficult. VAR, it's not mm-hmm. difficult. It shouldn't. It, it should not be difficult because if VAR, if it goes to VAR for offside, right? Bring back the rule. You know, if if if. If there's a, if there's space between the two, give it offside. If there's not, he's not offside. You I know, still the think whole... they should have a panel. I, I yeah. just think they should have a panel in the VAR. You're talking about a toenail. Do you know what I mean? Or something I like that. I mean, come I on. How is that clear and obvious? Instead of it being in... Because it's so subjective, instead of having one person's opinion, you have 10 people in the VAR room, they will have a green button and a red button. Done. Press a button. And, and then the if, if, it's, if it's five versus five, the referee makes the call. If and then the referee can can use that. If if there's nine green buttons and a red button, the referee can take that on board. And then you know, and then that's that's just more just general data and stats instead of mm-hmm. one person getting it subjectively wrong or right. That yeah. you know, because generally the masses, the more people you ask, the more likely you are to be correct. That's mm-hmm. how it works. So, mm-hmm. and they can afford it. They've got the money. They could just do yeah. something or, or something, some variation of that that just yeah. reduces the probability of it being wrong. I mean, fact, those of you, those of you, sorry, Billy, those of you in the chat that are looking at, uh, that, that haven't seen the angle, um, I mean, this is the angle that nobody, the referee, wasn't given. Now, that, that's a still of when he, he collided into the keeper, obviously, but just before then, uh, he's pushed into the keeper. Now, yeah. you know, I, I, you look at it and you think, right, I, I just, it beggars belief why Joe Willock would, you know, deliberately put himself in that situation to fly into the keeper and and, and harm himself mm-hmm. in the first place. Even when you look at it still like that, you think, right, how has Joe Willock ended up in that situation? Because he hasn't mistimed a header. You know, that's just ludicrous to say. You know, it, it's clear, even when from that still, that he's been pushed. Um, but he wasn't, the referee wasn't shown that angle and, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Um, we've got a 50 Danish kroner, uh, super chat from Samsonite, uh, Samsonite Dove. I keep calling him Dave. I've just realized it's Dove. But then again, that, I, 
That's because I now have new glasses and I can see properly. Um, uh, these are my reading glasses, believe it or not, so I can actually read the screen properly. Uh, so I do apologise for that. And it's took it off the screen, so I can't remember what he bloody said now. Uh, but I will come to it. Um, uh, let's have a look. Uh, Godfather says the referee saw just one angle of the push, uh, the wrong angle. Uh, Mark says, for me, the ref knew it was the wrong decision, but for whatever reason, they're terrified to overrule VAR. Why? Well, he did look a bit coy, though, didn't he, when he when he disallowed the goal? Uh, if you look at his face, he's like, he didn't really know what to say, and then Joe Linton had a go at him, and I think he shit himself, uh, quite honestly. Because uh, big, big Joe was not happy. Yeah. Uh, Colin says, Lee Mason is shite anyway. A new ref uh, should have said, nah, mate, you're all read. I'll just give the goal, pal. Uh, Bradley says, bring back Howard Webb. Well, Howard Webb is actually going to be taking over VAR uh, <laughs> from Christmas. Uh, when that... Speaking away from Man United. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when that absolute knob jockey, uh, bloody wrinkle face, scarecrow, um, skeletal looking bloody funny, uh, Mike Riley dis uh, disappears into the wilderness uh, to go and chew grass in Switzerland or whatever he's going to do in his retirement. Um, you know, so just just let him bugger off. Uh, Dave says, Isak had done well to create his chance and looks lively. Willock missed a sitter in the box on a plus. Botman was getting forward and had a few chances. Mm -hmm. uh, to be fair to Willock, um, you know, th that chance fell to him after he had that collision. And I, I think, you know, <laughs> what anybody says, that he was hurt after that. So, uh, you know, but he battled on uh, and I think did well to battle on. But again, I mean... What do you make of the substitutions, Alex? The main um, one being, of course, Miggy. Look, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. He he sees Murphy in training. We've seen Murphy do, do good things, but it's it's getting to be quite a long time since we've seen those good things. It's been a while. So he's got to have faith in his players. I get that. Uh, I, I will stay on his side for now in terms of bringing Murphy on. Um Again, we, the behind the scenes, what we don't know exactly. Maybe the physios and the sports team have said Miggy can only play X minutes. He's played Wednesday. The the risk of injury is this. If you know, we don't know. There's so many factors that we're not aware of as fans. There's possibly a lot more to it than that. Um, mm. You know, like I've said a million times before, they are all of them on that coaching staff are far smarter than any of any of any of us. All of us, indeed. That's why they get paid to do it. They've done a very, very good job. But, you know, at some point, he's going to have to stop bringing him on if he's producing those performances. Because mm -hmm. um, Murphy's had a long time with the coaching staff and with the new tactics and training. Um, and he doesn't look like he's hes one of the few that looks like he's not improved this game at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think this I think his ceiling in terms of his talent and his fitness, I think he's at that. I don't think it's going to get any better for him. Um Arguably, Fraser could. You never know. Fraser might. I, I just, I, as much as I, I, I've been bashing Fraser recently, I think Fraser can still offer offer something. Uh, but Murphy's just. I, I don't know what's happened to him. I don't get it. I but, don't think Fraser can offer anything from the start, Alex. I think maybe he's an impact sub. So maybe. maybe. Yeah, in the um, final half an hour with crosses yeah. and stuff with a bit more space. His, his energy might um, just do us good in the. You know, when everyone else is tired. Um, 
Matthew says here, someone argued with me on a different channel yesterday saying the goal was disallowed due to a head injury and play had to be stopped. Just doesn't make sense. That goal has to... What in... what head injury? I mean, they kind of stop it that quick for a head injury before the ball went in the net. Yeah, it was of a second after the impact happened, the ball was in the net. So that's Absolutely. Um, but Danielle, uh, one absolute rave like yesterday was, of course, Elliot Anderson. Um, brilliant when he came on, uh, mm -hmm. took players on. Looked so confident as well. You know, just uh, he wasn't frightened to put his body in the way. He wasn't frightened to, you know, get stuck in. And, and some of the skills he showed were fantastic. Yeah, he's he's hungry. He really wants it. And I think he's really ready for a start. He came in, for me, and changed the game completely. Brought him, mm. you know, it was really, really lively. He was just running at players, like, you know, very exciting to watch. I love watching Elliot Anderson. Um and I th I'm so pleased that we didn't send him out on loan, and I'm so mm. pleased that he will he will get a start, and it's coming very very soon. Yeah. I think he should start. Well, depends on who's who's fit. If Bruno's mm. fit, maybe not, but um, I think he deserves a start because he's honestly he plays with his heart. Like you can see how much it means to him. So I just think he changed the game completely when he came on. It just should have been sooner for me. Again, yeah, absolutely. Um. Uh, Nick Pope, thank you for another two pound super chat. Uh, keep it up, guys. You're all doing amazing. What you do, thank you very much, mate. Same to you, I, Nicholas. Uh, I actually met him yesterday. Uh, it's not really Nick Pope, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's a great lad, and he came and said hello yesterday. So thank you very much. Um, Barbara says at the end of the day, they are not going to give us our goal back uh, or us the three points for that game. Indeed. Um, Tangy says Keith Hackett should be in charge. He is frustrated with everything. And knows what needs doing. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Keith Hackett has been very vocal on uh, certainly Twitter, uh, and every single point he makes, I actually agree with him. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 Billy, I think you're right. Bring the old guys back to sit in the room. You know, fitness doesn't matter there. Um, but they make mistakes know. on the pitch. We all criticise at one point or the other, but on the whole, we, we never doubted their integrity. Um, mm. And Keith Hackett was one of the best. So, yeah, Keith Hackett, Graham Pohl, David Ellery, that, that ilk. Absolutely. Get them in the box. Yeah. Uh, Paul Sprague says, Michael Oliver is the top ref in the Premier League, but unfortunately we can never have him as he supports the Toon. Uh, exactly. He's a Newcastle fan. Uh, he's been seen many times in a Newcastle top, actually, and, you know, abroad and things like that. Uh, Alex, you got another graphic for us? Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, Elliot Anderson, and I just wanted to point out, uh, so th these are the average positions, and I checked, I checked Anderson's when I, when I prepped, and Anderson's was about up here, so the average position of him was like right up here, completely different to um, mm -hmm. to what Fraser's was. Obviously, uh, you've got to you've got to apply some context to that in terms of it was later on in the game. There's always going to be a bit more space. Um, you know, the game is a bit more open. People either trying to score or or just shut shop, shut up shop, and be like in a low block. So it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's way better than Fraser specifically because of the position. But it's interesting to note he was this high up the pitch. Um, but we could see it visually because he was constantly trying to be annoying on this left side, similar to what Maxi was. It was a bit or what Maxi typically does. We saw that he was trying to harass. I tell you what, it's lovely seeing him on the left wing as well. I, I know a lot of people say Gaza this, Gaza that, and they want him. And, and Anderson's played a lot in midfield, but I, I like him on the left. I want to see him as a winger. He played there for Bristol Rovers, and I want to see him as a winger. I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to see Fraser starting the next game. We're away. Sod it. If we lose, we lose. I want to see him playing on the left wing. Um, he's got target. He's got Joe Linton to try and clean up. Um, oh, well, unless Maxi's fit, of course, then then Maxi. But 
But I, I would like to see Anderson play left wing if possible mm. when he gets yes. a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I thought he put some great crosses in. He did. He was alert. He was hungry for the ball. That's what I, I liked. He wasn't shying away from the ball. He wanted the ball all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, certainly when he came on, Joe Linton, it, it took the pressure off Joe a little bit um, because Elliot Anderson was getting it stuck in as well. Um, so he's not just a flair player, Elliot Anderson. He, he gets in. He gets into the action. He gets stuck in. Um, yeah, the Palace was, players had to respect his movement. They couldn't absolutely. Just, whereas with Fraser, it's predictable and they can recover. Whereas with Anderson, they had to pay more respect um, and be quicker on in sort of movement and position themselves better. Yeah. And yeah, Joe Linton was easier for it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people in the chat just saying that, you know, let's just scrap VAR apart from um, uh, red card incidents. Uh, and I forget what else I said there. But um, look, the, the offside should just be, look, if 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 the if the, the, the attacking player, if his whole body is in front of the defender, it's offside. Simple but if as that. If his whole body's in front, it's clear and obvious. Yeah. Well, VAR so if there's daylight, if there's daylight. They yeah. have sent the, the, the offside were backwards because before that they'd made they'd gone forward, so uh, the the benefit of the doubt went with the forward. That's all gone yeah. now. Yeah. That's all gone now. I still Pretty think bit, you yeah. need the ten the ten ten panel that works with an offside. Ten yeah, people press a button on or off. Yeah, but the, the, the problem Just is with, if you, if, if, with that you're going to have like it's going to need a big fuck of VAR room, isn't it? Because uh, if you've got like every, no. they've got the people... money though. I, yeah, I'm not buying ten, it. They've got ten the money. people on each match, but they don't <laughs> they don't have to be in the ground for that in theory. They, oh, they yeah. could be in some yeah. head office for for the for they could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, they get shown one or two both angles of an offside, ten players, and then and then we could reduce the time as well. Instead of all this faffing around with mm. waiting minutes for a decision, they could say, right, the panel, you've got twenty seconds. Look at the two views. You press offside. You press onside. Boom, and then you take the you take the result of that, and then the referee can ignore it or he can go with it. So, yeah. Something something based on that instead of just all the subjectivity because people just choose what they want instead of it being right or wrong. Mm. If you're having to get the lines out, in my opinion, I think it's on the side. Absolutely. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Brilliant. No no doubt about it. Uh, Ronald Turnbull, thank you for a £5 super chat. He says, we lost three points. The ref may lose his job, all of that, because of a dick in VAR. Uh, I think the referee will be pretty protected. Don't worry about no that. Way. I think he'll be Don't okay. Don't worry about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, says... Uh, I was flung through the windscreen in an accident after VAR reviewed the accident. I was given a ticket for jaywalking. Chip, this annoys me every week now. We're having a go at the refs and the VAR and not the players. The players are giving everything but being fucked over. Look, I think the performance with the players yesterday wasn't at 100% simply because it was three games in six days. And, you know, it, you know, it, it's tough. Uh, but they still gave 110%. I have no problem with the players' attitude and desire yesterday. It just didn't co- It was one of those frustrating games that you'll get once or twice a season. Um, you know, but now yeah. we've got a good rest, a week's rest before West Ham. Um, is that on Sunday? It is, isn't Sunday it? Sunday, two yeah. o'clock. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've got a, they've got literally a full, a full week to, to recover. So I hope as well that we get a couple of our players back. Um, Smash Pumpkin says uh, 10th of February 2021 Lee Mason was temporarily stood down by the Premier League after two awful VAR red card decisions Mason was in charge of VAR he hasn't improved uh, well it, it beggars bully for what he actually saw uh, uh, 
I'm back. My internet is is is. I is thought of it to be honest. I thought it was cut. mine. <laughs> I thought it was mine for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actually, I think three. I think everybody's internet's a bit dodgy tonight. I don't know what it is. I, I think there's uh, everybody's I was a bit off. But... So... Yeah. Lee Mason's in charge of it, probably. He is. Yeah. yeah. He, he's hit the he's hit the button. Uh, but we're all back. Uh, just a couple of second little clip there. Uh, it's weird because all I, I see is this four little black boxes with spinning wheels, and I'm thinking, oh shit. Uh, but never mind, we're still here, guys. Um, Dave says exactly, Paul couldn't agree more about the mic on the ref. Look at rugby, works brilliant, and the rugby players respect the decision. Yeah, the, the, the players have got to take a bit of responsibility for that as well, though, by respecting the referee. But they can't respect the referee when there's so much bullshit being done at the minute and getting us screwed over. Preach. But anyway, uh, we it's come not just to that, Paul. the players are actually yes. trying to get in, his, get in the referee's way and then. And, and make him make these bad decisions. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're the ones diving around and play acting all the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but anyway, we come to the final phase of the review, and that is the Daniel's favorite part, which is the player ratings. Um, we're going to start with you, Daniel, uh, yeah. with Nick Pope. Well, I'm going to give him a nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would give him a ten, obviously, because I would. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. However, I I I don't think he was. Mind you, I don't think he had a lot to do. So I'm giving him a nine. I'm talking myself out of it. Give him a nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, listen, he made some very good saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in the first half, uh, just instinctive diving to his right with his uh, his right hand. Uh, I didn't realise he'd made such a brilliant save in the second half because I was at the other end mm-hmm. uh, when he um, tipped the one round the post. I thought mm-hmm. he was outstanding. What a save that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. Uh, right, I will take uh, to Kieran Trippier at right back, uh, and I'm going to give Tripp's uh, just a steady seven, I think. Um, nothing outrageous from him yesterday. Good captaincy again, um, especially when Elliot Anderson came on. He was he was always talking to Elliot, which I, which I loved. Um, but listen, the, the, again, you know, you, you have to question some of the deliveries that came in from corners. You know, we're just not hitting the mark, but I thought he was steady seven yeah, away. I think he deserves um, an eight. I think you're doing him dirty there. Well, like, he, he can't help in the chat what going people... seven, so I, mm. I'm happy I with six that. Six key passes and some of those deliveries. He can't help what people do on the end of those crosses. Yeah, some of them, I, I mean, I mentioned this earlier on in the show that he was not getting past the few, first man on a few occasions. I, I agree. There was a few awry passes and crosses, but on the whole, he... You know, if, if we were able to finish our dinner, Trippier gets one or two assists in that game. Easy. Yeah, but let's not forget, seven is still a very good score. You know, we, we, we said this mm. the other week, you know, we're so used to giving our players like nines and tens. And it's like, yeah, seven is still a very, you know, it's a, it's a seven is a is a very confident, composed performance, you know. So, uh, Billy, Matt Target. I thought of the, of the back four, I thought you probably are least... Good player. I thought um, he was under putting a lot of pressure by Lee, say when he came on, especially. I thought as they gave him a bit of trouble first half, as did uh, IU. Um, but I'll put it down to fatigue more than anything. Um, but I'm going to give him a six. Ooh, okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Alex uh, Sven Botman. All right, I'm going to give him an eight. Mm. I, can't, I can't give him anything lower. He was absolutely outrageously good. Yeah. Um, was it was involved in what should have been a goal or or more than one goal, um, and his passing as well. Uh, let me just make sure I don't mess it up. But it, it was something outrageous. I think he had a ninety percent passing accuracy. 
I'm pretty he, sure. He hit some beautiful crossfield um, balls yesterday, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was 44 out of 49 passes, 90% accuracy, 6 out of 10 long balls. He, he won his only aerial duel. He's just... I mean, for anybody that heard me this morning, um, he's he plays like a 32-year-old and he's mm. 22. It's outrageous. Yep. It, just the calm, the quality, the range of passing, the short passes... Mm-hmm. Um, and the attacking threat at the moment. He, he, he looks far more attacking than, than sort of burn and, and, and share in the box. Mm. Um, I think he deserves an eight. I think he's playing like a experienced older centre-back and he's, yep. he's not, he's 22. So it's outrageous. So an Fair eight. enough. Fair enough. Uh, George, thank you very much for a £5 super chat. Uh, there's no comment there, but thank you very much, buddy, as usual. Uh, Danielle, Fabian, share. I'll give him an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you've had a really good game again yesterday. I really like him. Um, I say this about everyone. I say anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, I, I, yeah, he's just steady, isn't he? At the back. Um, yeah, I, 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 I thought he was a bit dodgy first half. You know, I he gave the ball so. away a few times. Mm. You got to contextualize it though. Like how, how much did he cost me, us? Right. Well, Daniel, I would Paul. never argue with your player ratings. You know that, but I would have given him a seven. But you know, <laughs> I would have given him a ten. But <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but compa- yeah. comparing their passes joking. to show joking. you the difference, um, Cher got seventy-five percent passing accuracy, and they played a similar number of passes. So ninety to seventy-five is a big difference. Just yeah. shows you how how quality Botman can be. But yeah. Cher cost us like three or four million. So for what we got out of him, we've absolutely wrung it dry. To be fair, out of the, the value we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's listen. It's your player, Daniel. You you have every right to do that. Uh, now moving on to the midfield, I'll go with Sean Longstaff, and I'm giving him a five. Um, just meh. Um, look, he goes from one extreme to another. Uh, Robert Taylor, thank you for your four pound forty nine, mate. Um, he goes from one extreme to another. Yesterday, he was poor for me. Um, didn't influence anything on the game at all. He was slow at times. Um, you know, getting caught out certainly on the edge of our own uh, the opposition box. He had opportunities to um, play some balls in. He had opportunities to get on the end of the like of Isak's balls and stuff like that. And he just he just hasn't got a clue. Um, so he gets a five from me. Um, a lot of the chat are going with fours and fives as well. So yeah, seems like everyone's in agreement. Uh, Billy Joe Willock. Yeah, I've seen him get some. Pretty unfair criticism, actually. I thought he, he had a fairly good game. I thought he was getting into dangerous positions. Mm-hmm. I thought he ran his socks off. I thought he did a lot of defensive work also. Um, one chance he should have scored when he shinned it in the box. Another chance that he got a great ball from Isaac and he great save from Goyita from a first-time shot. But I'm going to give Willock an eight. I thought he had a really good game. Okay. Uh, well, t- Tom agreed with you. He's gone eight as well for Willock. Um, Alex Jolinton. Um... That's a tricky one. That is a real tricky one. Um, I'm going to give him an eight as well, even right. though even though I think he was very ropey for the first mm-hmm. thirty minutes. I think he's starting to get to a. It, I, we mentioned him missing Bruno. He now he's got Fraser in front of him as well. It's so hard for him. He's doing three jobs. He's mm-hmm. trying to do ball progression defensive tracking back, midfield contribution. He's trying to be aware of the switches, do his visit. He's got so many jobs. And having Ryan Fraser next to him, Longstaff is not Bruno. um, That was so hard for him. It was so hard. 
but he managed to switch it switch it on. He got four tackles, you know, putting himself about. It was a t- it was a tough day for him, but two key passes as well. It was pretty tidy. But he won't stop running. He will just keep going and going and going and going. And we, yeah. this is why I, I have a go at players who get who just can't play more than 60, 70, 80 minutes because Joe Linton will stay on that pitch for a hundred minutes every match, and he don't care. He'll run his socks off. He'll run mm. run his socks off until the, the last second. Um, and I, I I'm not going to give him any lower than an, than an eight because I feel okay. like some of the problems in his game were because of absolute dross positioning from other players at times in the game from Longstaff and Fraser. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you agree, yeah. but... Uh, no problem. Uh, Danielle, uh, Miguel Almeron. A strong eight yes. for me. Strong eight. Yeah, um, yeah I, was, I was impressed with him. I thought he did really mm. well. Um, he had pace. He was, you know, really, really trying to get the ball in and yeah, um, disapp- like I said earlier, disappointing to see him go off. And I think he was very disappointed. Um, he was gutted, wasn't he? To yeah, be fair, he was absolutely gutted. gutted when he came off. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, that that may work two ways. It may, it may inspire him again, uh, just to be even better. But mm-hmm. for okay. me, dragging him off for Murphy all the time is not the answer. No. But, yep, yeah, I'd go with an eight. I, I think you're right with that one. Uh, right, I'll take... Uh, uh, Ryan Fraser and I'm giving Fraser a four um, I just thought Daniel will be back in a second I thought it was very poor um, you know what he, he runs and he runs and he tries and he's, he's biting at the heels of players but um, there was no end product from him at all yesterday and there was no um, he, he didn't really inspire me at all so um, I'm going with a four it's uh, not Billy, productive sorry, running. I, I just want to mention about this running. For anybody who who also agrees about the running, it's not mm. productive. His his successful pressure rate is the lowest out of any of our wingers. He's abysmal at winning the ball back. His pressures mm. are useless. Alexander Isak's only just joined us. He's got quite a low uh, presses number from Sociedad. He didn't press very often in Sociedad. How many times have we seen him rub the ball already? He, he's rubbed yeah. the ball a few times because he mm. can press. Um, Fra- Fraser's poor movement, poor pressing, and poor energy, in my opinion. I don't think he's as energetic as people think. I think it's a misconception. He's the reason why Joe Linton was so tired and had to do so much extra work. Uh, and he's the reason why Isak's getting quite tired as well. People are having to do his pressing for him. You know, you're supposed to press as a unit. We have a very structured press. Um, and he's, it's just, it's not good enough. It's hurting the team. It really is. And, you know, it's he played 70 minutes. When have we ever seen Brian Fraser play 70 minutes unless he has to because there's no subs? He can't yeah. play more than that. Um, Billy, uh, Isak? Yeah, I'm going to take that one-on-one out of the equation for now. But what I will say is his running was outstanding. The, the pressurising was great. Um, when he gets players around him with the same kind of technical knowledge and creativity, mm-hmm. we'll see the best of Isak. Didn't mm-hmm. have that yesterday. He's having to create stuff himself. Some of the passes he made also when he gets players around him with the same kind of know-how and on the same level as him. We'll see benefits from a creative side as well, assists-wise. Um, so for that, I, w- I would have given him a nine, but I'll take that chance into consideration, knock him down a point, give him an eight. Yeah. Fair. Uh, fair enough. I, I think um, I think Eddie's long-term is the front three is going to be Wilson, Isak and Maxi. I genuinely believe that uh, because... Isak can cut enough both sides, so it wouldn't matter which side he played on. But I think Isak would thrive playing with Callum Wilson because Callum Wilson 
would get onto those balls that he sacked players through, you know. So, uh, uh, and and vice versa. So, I I think maybe that is Eddie's long term goal. We will just have to see. Um, anyway, substitutes. Um, who came on? Uh, Alex, you get Murphy. <laughs> I'm going to give him another one. A one. Well, what did he do, Danielle? He didn't do I anything. Nah, but one. I agree. I think he was stinking again. All right, he got he, he he got the ball. It was better than the other day when he came on. All right, I'll I'll amend that. That was just out. That was out. That was emotional. I'll I'll mm. give him a four as well. I've got to give him the same as Fraser, okay. but I can't give him any higher than that. If five is absolute bang average, he wasn't bang average. He was under under. It was a vast underperformance. Um, defensively, offensively, in transition, on the ball, off the ball, positionally. Just none of it was there. None of it at all. He's just lost confidence. And it, it does seem like a like a confidence thing to me because we've seen him do so much better. Like in the unbeaten run when he came on and stuff, he was getting in behind and and he was dangerous. He contributed to certain goals. And he, he just looks like a different player. I don't know what's happened to him. Um, I, once upon a time, I, liked, I, I really did like Murphy. I think he's... You know, he'd got reasonable finishing. He, he, he had a couple of free kicks. He, he, he used to hit the bar a lot, but you could see there was there was something there. You know, that's the reason he came to the club, uh, and, and and Rafa wanted to try and incorporate him to a degree. Um, it's just gone. I don't know what's happened to him. It seems like in the last month or two, his confidence is just on the ocean floor. Um, we need him to. He has got another level. And we're going to need him this season. We haven't got enough depth. We need him to try and figure out what the hell's going wrong. Because mm. we could do with the old Murphy from a year ago where he can run in behind and score two or three. We need it. Because we could do with the help. We're not. We lose in points. So we need him to step up. No more. He can't get more than a four. Yeah. Well, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> Janos says, uh, Alex gets bullied into amending his decision. He should be a referee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one was a bit harsh. He, he didn't well, really actually, a lot wrong, of the chats but... in one and two. So mm. more, more one and twos than anything else, to be fair. I don't agree. So, Well, y- 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 you. Uh, right, Elliot Anderson, Danielle. I give him an eight. Right. I just yeah. think he's class. Honestly, I really do. I think, you know, we've made the right call with him. And I think as soon as he came on, he just brought something extra to the game. Um, and I, I, I just think he's ready for a start. I know I keep saying it and I know what mm. Eddie's like, you know, he says one thing in his press conference and says, oh yeah, we well, think he's very, almost there, he's almost there, but then we'll get players back and potentially he doesn't get that start as a result. Um, but I thought he was brilliant for the time that he was on the pitch, so definite eight for me. Cool. Uh, Dan Byrne for me, and I'll give Dan Byrne a steady six. You know, he wasn't on the pitch very long, but uh, he, he he did what he had to do. Uh, and uh, Chris Wood, well, he was on for too long. <laughs> he was on for about four minutes. Uh, best, well, so, best performance, I'll be honest. I thought you might, Billy. I don't think he touched <laughs> the ball, did he? Um, no, he couldn't get away with anything. Which is why, which is why oh, it was his me, best performance. Let me check if he actually touched the ball. Because like, I can see that. I'm not sure. I can't remember him touching it. He may have it all down. He may have laid it off a couple of times. Uh, Chris Wood got. He played one minute. Well, he got one touch and a hundred percent pass accuracy because it was one wow. pass. Ten oh, for Wood. Have, we'll oh, ten. Zero out of one aerial duels. He lost his yeah, only aerial duels. One for Wood. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. dear. <laughs> uh, Chipper says uh, uh, Alex went to VAR to change Murphy's score. Uh, 
Ab says, how must be worried about Anderson's defensive attributes or stamina? Well, not not for me. I, th- I think he's he's proven he's all he can, over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, Shanna says Anderson should be starting the kid is class when he is on the ball. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, Billy, Eddie Howe. Hmm. Hard one this is this week. Listen, he's, he's he's definitely hamstrung by what he's got in his squad, but he can manage the, the players better than I thought that three days after playing Liverpool that won Fraser was never going to be uh, fit enough to, to, to play a Premier League game. Uh, he was obviously going to be fatigued. I'd have started with Anderson and I thought he made his subs at the wrong times also. I thought he should have brought him on earlier once Fraser was in and, and Anderson wasn't. Mur- the Murphy sub is hamstrung. So who else should bring on? But he, to be honest, he didn't need to bring anyone because Mickey was doing great. So yeah. in-game management, I thought it was pretty poor for Medi this week. Um, so I'm going to give him a I six. would have kept Murphy on. I would have just, I'd sorry, I would have kept uh, Almiron on. Just I'm going to give Eddie Howard six this week. Okay, Alex. Um, oh, that's a tricky one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like seven's too generous this week. Mm. I don't, I don't, I feel like he did. He didn't do. He did pretty much the same as I would have done. To be fair, I would. I mean, I'm just a, a fan. I, I'm not. I agree with the Murphy thing. I probably wouldn't have brought Murphy on at that point. I think the Anderson sub made sense. I would have waited another ten or fifteen for the for the um, you know, for the Murphy sub. I just don't. I don't see how I can give him a seven. The game plan was was fair. He was trying to use Trippier. We were missing Maxine Bruno, so he was trying to score in ways that we could. Trying to use mm. the assets on the pitch. Um, I don't think a lot of it was in. I don't think he's got much choice. What's he supposed to do? Target was getting tired. He, Target's only just come back from injury. He's had to play two games in a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Burn had to come on. Like, I, don't know. I, I feel. I feel like drop. I feel like giving him a six just because of the Murphy sub is harsh. But then when it's it, not, when I, it's not just because of that. Because I think Anderson should have started. Anderson okay. should have started as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, I think I think six is fair. I, I don't want to give him lower than the seven, but I, I think he's got to be a six this week. Yeah, Danielle, I'm going to give him a six. Mm. I agree with you. I don't want to give him a six. <laughs> yeah, but I I'll give either. him a six. I'd give him a six as well. Um, so it's a six this week for Eddie Howe. It's uh, a sad Newcastle... six for me. Yes, with a sad emoji face. Yes. Um, uh, Newcastle United fans. 10 as usual. Um, now, Crystal Palace fans. Those that were there. About 10 there, weren't there? <laughs> well, it was more than usual, actually. Paul Lewis, Lewis, loads of empty seats, man. Yeah, but well, well, I can't see behind. I can't see. You probably had, you know, sitting in the posse area yesterday. You probably saw um, the empty seats. Um, that wasn't a dig at you. I just seen you sitting in the posse mm. area. You could see the empty seats in the away crowd. If there are any Palace mm. fans, they need fans to be watching. bitchy. It's not personal, but that was probably the worst away <laughs> fan I've seen in St. James's yeah, Park. Well, that was poor. Yeah, but just um, wait, and see, wait and see how many turn up for the Carabao Cup game. I can guarantee you there'll be about five of them. Uh, they don't travel well for Cup games. Uh, so I've noticed in the past anyway with Palace Well, fans, the Premier League. Is, I may seems. be wrong. Well, yeah. But look, they, they don't have a massive fan base, do they? I mean, you know. It's just the, the the ultras that make the the noise at the home games. I mean, and credit to them. I bet Bournemouth bring more than that. Well, they will because it's their cup fight. They, 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 it's like one of their cup finals come to the big it's grounds, isn't it? Double the distance, and they only get. I've got an eleven k stadium. The cherries have. I bet they bring more than Palace did. 
Well, probably. But listen, it is what it is. Right, special mentions. Uh, Billy, we'll start with you. Your special mention this week? Hmm. Nobody at the game. I'm going to give it for the professionalism that Alan Shearer showed in his criticism of the VAR thing yesterday. I thought yeah. he kept a lid on his emotions perfectly well. He said yeah. everything that needs to be said and just felt amongst next to Dan Murphy, he looks like a absolute doyen of football. Mm. Um, but yeah, Alan Shearer gets it for me this week just for his professionalism and keeping a lid on things when he could have quite easily lost it live on TV. Yeah. yeah. Alex? Uh, Joe Linton. Joe Linton? All, all, all day. All day okay. and every day for that for that performance. And three times on a Sunday. Three times on a Sunday. Four times on a Sunday. Because he had a shaky half an hour and he's matured enough to pull himself out of that rut. And, and the, the hour after that, he was he was much, much better. And he had to put up with... like This is no disrespect to Longstaff. I, I feel like a lot of this isn't his fault. He's not a six. He's been asked to do a lot of things that are not natural in his game instinctively. He's doing mm-hmm. his best. Fair enough. But he'd got, you know, a tiring target in the second half behind him. He got Fraser, who was just just doing nothing defensively, mm. pressing wise, and then Longstaff trying to figure out his new role. He had to do, and he had to try and pull himself out of a funk, and still, and, and Palace are a really big physical side. So when you factor all of that in, this wasn't just Joe Linton against a, a standard team. This was against a really tough a physicality sort of Palace side. I think he, he, he did that really well. It, showed, it was very mature from him to try and pull himself out of that and try and manage more than ideally is his role and his job. He did so much more. Mm. Um, and he is actually listening to Trippier now when he starts mouthing off and Trippier says, oh, mate, just, just calm down a bit. He, he listens now. So true. Very true. Uh, Danielle? I would like to give my special mention to you, Paul, oh. Alex, all of me pre- and post-match friends. Um, that are, that is part of the the match day routine because yesterday, as much as I enjoyed the day for Lee's birthday, mm. I don't think we'll be going to the barracks again anytime soon. <laughs> um, just wasn't really our thing. We had a lovely time. We'd have a lovely time going to McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was fine, but it was we were sitting on this really big table just the two of we and i just we just kept looking at the spare seats and thinking oh wouldn't it be lovely if everybody was here mm-hmm. together because we'd really enjoy yeah. it yeah. um and it was actually lee's idea because i didn't want to say should we leave and go and, and meet the guys because it was his birthday but he said about like 10 minutes before the end of the game should we just go and see mm-hmm. everyone outside and i was like yeah let's yeah. just go because it just wasn't for us because you really do make the match day a, a, a big part of like a, a enjoyment for us and it's all part of the routine to see everybody mm-hmm. before and after the, the game and and do what we do best um so a special mention to you guys for kind of making my day yesterday because it was really nice to catch up with you after the after the game thank you very much um really appreciate that danielle uh well uh, we've also got a new member come through, uh, Mike Darby. Welcome to the Members Club, and uh, thank you for your support of the channel, mate. Really do appreciate that. Um, my special mention is going to go to uh, Isak. Mm, um, not choice. just for his performance at Liverpool, um, but the fact that you know he's making his home debut in the Premier League, and he gets a one-on-one breakaway and he misses it. You'd think that might just knock his confidence for the whole ninety minutes. Uh, it didn't. Um, he, he played really well for the rest of the game. Um, and uh, I just think that, you know, it, for his age, you know, that could have really knocked him. 
uh, and he, he could have been out of the game, but he came through it. Uh, he made some brilliant passes in the second half. He, he still put himself around. And I think he's going to be a, a, an absolutely wonderful player for Newcastle United. I really do. Um, uh, but a, again, for me, another big shout out to Billy Bob Coleman as well for his mm-hmm. uh, his, his watch along yesterday. Again, uh, I'd, I'd like I'd like to point out as well. It's really funny that you, you've you've chosen your prize to go against Luke Edwards' tweet. Well, I, I, if you've not seen it, because well, when he when he missed that when he missed that, I know Luke what he said. For some reason, everybody tweeted. was talking about it. But yeah, um, we'll see how he deals with that miss mentally. Like, yeah, he dealt with it very what? well. You bald headed pleb. Um, so um, <laughs> there you go, uh, Luke Edwards. Um, you get the absolute dickhead award for the week uh, again. Um, you know, just simply uh, you just own that. Really, you just you just own it. Um, but yeah, big shout out to you, Billy, as well for. <clears throat> commentate on such an interesting game and, and stuff like that but uh, you got through it well uh, but there you go guys that is the review all done and dusted for another week uh, we hope you've enjoyed it thank you very much for joining us if you have enjoyed it hit the like button as usual if you're new to the channel do hit the subscribe button as well it's free to do so and uh, become part of this uh, big big family that's grown very very quickly as well um, next week um, tomorrow night we will have a special uh, we'll we'll do a special show on the refereeing and VAR, so that'll be very very interesting. And of course, any latest Newcastle United news we'll uh, we'll do as well. Uh, Tuesday night will be the fan forum. Wednesday, of course, we 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 have a day off on a Wednesday unless there's crazy breaking news. Uh, Thursday will of course be the match preview for the West Ham game, and then on Friday, TTR Friday will be back after missing it last week. Uh, so a lot to get through on that show. Um, so I'll be very, very interested to see uh, who actually has beef or ra- rage or shamed or whatever it may be uh, with anybody else. So a lot coming up on the show. Uh, of course, I will still I will bring you the uh, as many daily views, daily news videos as I can because I know I've sort of taken my foot off the gas with the, with regards to that. But we had a big week last week, so um, that's uh, that's why. But uh, thank you very much to all the super chatters again. Anyone that's become a member, thank you so much for your continued support and. Uh, joining this, uh, as I say, joining this big family. And uh, to the mods, um, Samsonite Dove says, sorry, my little disappointment, my super chat wasn't read out. I, I didn't see it, mate. Honestly, I did not see it. I do apologise for that. Um, but as as you know, I did, well, I did read it out that we got one from you. I just didn't know what the uh, uh, what the comment was because it, it took it off the screen too quick for me. So, uh that's the reason why, and I, obviously with so many viewers, it's very difficult. So I do apologise for that. But hey ho, you live and learn. But uh, unfortunately, I can't get through every single comment. Um, but thank you to the mod squad again for brilliant work behind the scenes, and thank you to you three for your company again. And we will see you tomorrow night live from eight o'clock. Uh, be there or be square. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Good night. Good night, guys. Passage.